Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billett. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, welcome to episode number 54 of the People Powered Business Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Christy Lee. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. How are you? How's your week been? I hope it's been a great week. At the time of recording this for you, we're in the middle of a torrential downpour of rain. So if there's a bit of background noise, I've tried my best to avoid that, but um, it is absolutely bucketing down. Great weather for ducks. Not so much for the rest of us. So um, I hope you're doing well anyway, whatever you're up to, and I hope you are having a great week, uh, both personally and in business. Now, before we dive directly into today's episode, I wanted to let you know some exciting news, and that is as of right now, if you're listening to this episode just as it was released, the doors for the Your People Powered Business membership are currently open. Yay, so exciting. I love this time because we get to welcome new members into the membership and we only do that a couple of times a year. So it's super exciting. Um, And I also get to meet some new business owners and people in business and get to learn about their businesses, which I absolutely love. I guess I'm a bit of a a business nerd. I love hearing about other people's businesses and what they do and, and how they're going with that. So it's a very exciting time um, for us and we would love to welcome you into the membership. If you uh, have a team or are building a team and you're looking for some support with, I want to say human resources generally, um, which is definitely the case, all of the compliance staff templates and all of those kind of things are totally included in the membership, but also to get the support in building your team, building your leadership skills, knowing how to deal with all the challenges that come at us when we have a team of people in our business, then your people-powered business is absolutely the place for you. It's the place for business owners and businesses that aren't large enough to have or need or want an internal HR resource, but want to get guidance, support, advice, and to gain the confidence to deal with anything to do with their team. This is definitely the place for you. So I would love if you'd like to join us inside the membership. It's open right now. Uh, So this episode will be released 24th of March and it opened this morning if you're listening pretty much straight away. And we're closing the doors again at midnight on the 30th of March. So you've only got a limited time to get in. We won't be reopening again until later in the year. Um, So this is a fabulous time to join us. So if you are interested to learn more or in fact to join, just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com com.au forward slash join. All the details are there as to what's included and all the benefits you get from the membership. But really what I encourage you is if you want to surround yourself with like-minded business owners and if you want to gain that confidence to feel in control and confident when it comes to anything to do with your team, I would love to have you inside the membership. So peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash join is where you can get more information. Right, let's get into today's episode. Now, on today's episode of the podcast, what we're talking about is when and why you may need HR help or support or an internal HR resource in your business. This is a question I get asked a lot. You know, I get businesses say, okay, so is now the time? 
is now the time I need to hire a HR person? Or conversely, I get businesses saying, I don't want to hire a HR person. What are my other options? And the great news is there's loads of different options for you. So um, in today's episode, we're going to talk about really the when and the why of, of that becoming a reality for you. We're going to talk about the different methods and ways you can go about that. So both internal resources, external support, all the different types of external support that are available, perhaps even creating a hybrid model, the hybrid internal and external model for your business um, and when that's right for you. And the thing is, every business is unique and different. So there's no one size fits all approach here. There are some general guiding principles, sure, but your business is your business. So just because your competitors are doing one thing or you're seeing other business owners doing one thing, it doesn't mean it's right for your business. So don't put yourself into that pigeonhole, that mold of thinking that because they did it, I'll do it too. I think we all do that when we're younger in life, don't we? We all think, you know, the kids do it. Well, so-and-so did this. And um, I don't know whether your parents used to use this saying, but mine did. Um, And it was, well, if so-and-so jumped off the Harbour Bridge, would you? Um, So just because others around you are doing things one way doesn't mean that that's the way for you. And it doesn't even mean that you'd need HR support. Just because someone else is getting it doesn't mean that you need it in your business. So everyone is different. I've got some classic examples that come to mind. And there are a couple of really quite large businesses that I've worked with as an external HR consultant or my business worked with as an external HR consultant. And by all measures, they were businesses that the stats would tell them they should have an internal HR resource, but they didn't want to. They saw many you know, pitfalls and uh, areas of concern about having an internal HR resource and didn't feel it was necessary, but they hit a point where they did need some support in the HR space. Now, the two businesses I'm thinking of in particular had in excess of 100 employees each. One of them also had a lot of contractors. So all in their their workforce pool, I guess, if you want to refer to it that way, was, was above 250. But in terms of direct employees, they were just tipping that 100 point. So for them, although their workforce was huge, they had a huge contingent of con- contractors and contracting companies that did work for them. And as you know, if you employ contractors in your business, it's a slightly different scenario. There's some things that absolutely overlap, but from a technical legislation compliance perspective, it's a totally different ballgame. So for them, they didn't see themselves as that big as an employer to need an internal HR resource. And the other business I'm thinking of had, oh, look, it must be close to 200 staff across three entities, one main site, but five or six different um, business units and quite, you know, we're talking hospitality. So we're talking a sporting facility. We're talking a hotel. We're talking a you know, high-end restaurant, a cafe, a bar and gaming facility, um, and a huge events and functions facility as well. So they were big. And, and, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit later, their needs were very, very complex. But in this case, their leaders were not keen on internal HR because they didn't like the compliance that comes with HR. And they thought that by not having internal HR, that possibly they could skirt around some of the compliance. In fact, I recall very clearly being in a meeting 
um, and I was not the head consultant. I had another consultant working on this particular client almost full time, um, but I was there for a strategic meeting and one of the key stakeholders, he was in charge of finance, told me to my face when I was consulting with him about the fact he was likely going to end up with an unfair dismissal claim on his desk. He said, I'd rather do that than have to pay you or anyone else to have to pretend to avoid it. I'll just pay it out when the unfair dismissal claim comes. So it gives you a bit of an idea as to the culture they were building there. So you've got businesses like that, that for whatever reason, and the reasons are varied, don't want internal HR. They don't want they, they, for whatever reason, feel their business is better off without internal HR, but they'll tap into external support. Now, many other businesses at that size would absolutely have an internal HR resource. Don't get me wrong. But this is what I mean. It's unique for every situation. Conversely, we have members inside your people-powered business that are just hiring their first employee. Now, many businesses wouldn't even think about getting HR support at that early stage. But for these businesses, they want to get it right. They want to know what to do when. They want someone to give them the step-by-step process and they're happy to pay for that in order to avoid costly mistakes, in order to not have to fumble around trying to figure it out for themselves because, hey, time is money, isn't it? So it just depends on where you're at and what you need support with and and when you want that support in your business. So it's not the same for everyone and your journey is your journey here. So the ideas I'm going to give you here, you choose which where you think you're at and what you need. So let's look at the why you would want to get HR support of any sort, internal, external, anything at all. Look, one of the main reasons people first come to an external HR consultant, if I'm honest, is because they've got a problem. <laughs> the, the first call people usually make to us is either I have an unfair dismissal claim, I need to terminate an employee, or I've got a problem employee and I don't know what to do about it. They're probably the three key reasons someone picks up a phone to call an, an external HR consultant. And if that's you, then that is probably a good reason why you might want to be considering getting some HR help. If you have an unfair dismissal claim on your desk, you can absolutely handle it on your own. There's no legal requirement to get support. And the Fair Work Commission honestly handles these things pretty effectively. But if you don't trust yourself not to get heated in that discussion, if you don't actually know whether you're right or wrong or what the best way through this is or what to expect of the process or what you should or shouldn't say, call and get some help. That's absolutely a time you'd want to get some support. So having that immediate problem is very common. In fact, just this week in a Facebook group that I'm a part of, someone asked, are there HR consultants here? I need to book a call. If, you know, many, many consultants put comments in and said, sure, let me know what I can help with. She made contact with me directly and said, how do I book a call? I sent her the link. She's booked the call for this afternoon, literally. Um, and, and I know that her issue is she's got a, an employee within probation who she's not happy with and wants to go through the process and wants to do it correctly. She doesn't need ongoing help, but she does want to, you know, fix this one problem. So it might be that you need to get help to just fix one issue. It doesn't have to be an ongoing commitment for you, by all means. Now, another reason why you really want to think about HR as something you might want to invest some money in externally or internally in your business is HR and complying with the Fair Work Act and all the other legislation that goes with it is a very technical and very litigious area. I look at it just the same as you get an accountant to do your tax because 
you're not a tax expert, I'm not a tax expert, you outsource that to someone that is an expert in the tax law. I see HR as being no different. You would not um, do your tax return yourself because you're not licensed to do it for one, but you also wouldn't try and interpret tax law to get the most out of your business investments and to structure your business you know, effectively. You'd go to your accountant. It's the same thing. It's a litigious technical area and it's a different piece of law to tax or to common contract law or to anything else. So you'd want to get some help because it is an area that you need unique expertise in. Your accountant doesn't know HR law. Many lawyers, to be fair, don't know HR law. Your bookkeeper doesn't know HR law. It's its own piece of law. So you, if, you, if you find that you're needing help or you're uncertain and you don't want to troll the Fair Work website, that's a good reason to get HR support in your business. I think really importantly, you also need to remember too, as a business owner, time is your most valuable resource. If you're hitting a stage where you're finding yourself spending a lot of time on this, it's probably a good time to really consider, okay, I need to look at getting some support in here. And for many people, just like I've explained, it's about avoiding issues. It's about avoiding getting to the point where you need to book a call. So many people have a motivation of getting some kind of HR support or knowledge or guidance, and we're going to unpack all the different ways you can do that in their business because they want to avoid it getting to the point where they need to make an emergency call. They want to build better teams. They want to build a great workplace culture. These business owners understand that the key to business success the only way they can have a successful business that is, you know, maintainable and scalable and delivers them everything they want is by having a great team. And HR skill set is in building that great team largely. So there's many reasons why you would want to engage some HR support of any sort in your business. Now, some of the reasons that people might think they need HR support, but I'm going to tell you this is not a reason you should be getting HR support is often people say to me, I don't like managing people. Can you just handle that for me? Honestly, it's not a, it's HR is not going to fix that. Yeah, they can take the burden off, but if you don't want to be a leader, hire a leader into your business. It could be a CEO, it could be a general manager, it could be an operations manager, it could be a team leader. But if leadership is not your favorite thing and you don't want to do it, HR is not your fix it. Getting a good leader into your business is what you want to do to fix that. If you are the sort of person, a little like the business I described at the beginning of the episode, that wants to keep doing what you're doing and expect HR or someone in a HR capacity to just keep picking up the pieces of the puzzle and trying to fix it, don't get HR. They're not, first of all, they won't stay inside your business. And secondly, it's just impractical. You can't keep messing things up and expecting HR to miraculously solve it. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just not how it helps. I see many businesses as well think, well, I'll get a HR person because it'll tick a compliance box. If I end up in hot water, I'll be able to say, well, I had a HR person. It's not going to wash and it's not going to help you. And you're going to waste money in the process because unless you're prepared to listen to what that person says you need to do for a compliance perspective, you're throwing money at the wall. There's absolutely no point doing it. So if you think that those things are a reason to get HR support in your business, I would suggest not. It's probably not the best approach. So when is a good time 
Like when in your business journey do you get HR help? Like I've said, there's no right or wrong answer here. You can get the help right at the beginning. You can get the help when you've got a problem. You can get the help when you're going through change or growth. But as I said, most often people call for help when they've got an immediate problem, when they want to avoid issues, or when they want to make improvements to performance, to culture, to team, to all of those things. Now, most importantly here, many people ask me, when do I need to get an internal HR person, whether that be a HR manager or a HR coordinator or a HR assistant? And I think you really need to understand what each of these roles do so you'll know when you need that person. If you're wanting someone to um, you know, prepare basic documents but not really be strategic, not be able to provide guidance or advice, not necessarily be particularly um, highly skilled in the compliance factors, um, but to facilitate all of your HR documentation and to have some knowledge of award interpretation and that kind of thing, then a HR support person, so a HR coordinator, is a good resource to have. Now, quite honestly, the magic rule tends to be 50 staff or more is when you want to might you know, possibly consider getting an internal HR resource. But I have to say very loosely that that might be right for you, but it might not be. And I think it depends on your business. And what I mean by that is if your business has a very complex HR landscape, so let's say you've got multiple awards operating within your business, lots of different positions, potentially a very large pool of ever-changing casuals, and a lot of change that goes on in your workplace. That's a fairly complex HR environment. And so at 50 staff, it's probably reasonable you do want to start looking for an internal HR resource. But reversely, if your business is quite stable, you don't have a myriad of modern awards, you've got one or two and everyone else is award free. And things are pretty stable with not a great deal of change. Most staff are permanent. There's not a high churn rate. Then at 50 staff, you don't need someone internally. In fact, if you got someone internally at that point, you'd be wasting money and wasting time. Because what will inevitably happen is if you hire an internal HR resource before you truly need one, they want to get busy. They want to, you know, do their craft. And when they don't have enough to do, they're going to be starting to look for things to do that may not be necessary because they want to keep busy and they do want to add value genuinely. But if there's not enough for them to really do, they're going to be looking to add things that you maybe don't need which is a huge waste of money. Um, And they also, this can really happen, particularly if it's a, I want to say more junior HR person, they're going to get bored. It's just human nature. Everyone wants to be challenged at work. So that can lead to them not being particularly effective, perhaps taking on projects they shouldn't be getting involved in, perhaps getting involved in gossip and all those other things. So you want to make sure you have the genuine needs. And that's why I wouldn't base it necessarily on a staffing number alone. But if you've got a complex work environment from a HR perspective, then 50 plus staff, you might want to consider an internal resource. Now, if you want someone that can add value at a strategic level, that can really tell you, no, this isn't going to work. We're going to create problems here, or I can see this issue coming and be really valuable at that higher level, you need a HR manager. Do not get a HR coordinator and expect them to act at that level. So one of the businesses I mentioned to you at the beginning of the episode they hit the point where they decided they did need internal HR and it was a thousand percent the right decision. In fact, we helped them find that person and they wanted someone 
who could add value at the strategic level. Now, it took a long time for those business owners to say, actually, yes, you're right, we do need that person. Look, it probably took close to two years. But once they saw the value in the strategic impact this role could have on their business, they really lent into that. And and we, we hired them a very senior HR manager because that's the person that could add strategic value. Now, just like anyone else you bring in at a very high level in your business, you're going to need to be prepared to pay a strong salary for that person. This is just like any other senior leader. So don't think you're going to be paying a HR coordinator at a fairly standard salary and expect to get any kind of strategic direction from them. It's it's not in their wheelhouse. It's not in their experience set. Um, and that's unrealistic to expect of them. So that's when you want to be looking at that internal person. It's when you've hit that tipping point of things and when you no longer have either capacity internally or your external support network that you're using isn't, you know, if you need to get an external consultant in almost full-time hours, just put an internal person in. That's probably my best advice there. Now, you will have the challenge of choice here in terms of do I go internal or external? There'll be a point, a period of time where you might be considering both. So there's some pros and cons that I want you to consider if that's where you're at right now. Internal. Now, the challenge with internal is, and I say this with utmost respect for HR professionals working internally in business, they have a genuine desire to see the business do better and they will do everything they can to remain impartial. And those at the very senior echelons of the role will, will remain impartial. They're very good at it. But for your general HR coordinators and those people, it is human nature that you want your team to get along, yeah? And if your HR person's part of your team, you want them to get along with everyone. Ultimately, over time, people become friends at work, and that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. But with an internal HR resource, it does mean that sometimes, and particularly for some levels of the role, it becomes very difficult for them to be impartial. How readily do you think they're going to suggest that they might have a performance management discussion with someone who is also their best friend that they have lunch with every day? It's just not going to be how it works. So the challenge with an internal person is you really want to balance that risk and reward of that. Where the challenge with an external consultant is, just like I mentioned earlier, they're not there full time. They aren't in the next office for you to walk in and run an idea past them. Of course, you can pick up the phone or pop them an email, but they're not part of the day-to-day team. They won't see what's happening in the nuances of the interaction because they're not there and watching it. So both have their challenges and opportunities. Now, on the external front, what are your options there? When is good time to get external support? Now, as I said, we've been through this already here in the podcast. If you've got a problem, if you want to avoid problems, or you want to build a better team, they are your three top times to be getting some external support. And there is so many different external support options. So you can ex- you can get a consultant to consult with you. And that could be on a project basis, like to fix the problem or to build a system or a process, or on an ongoing basis to be the go-to HR person, like an outsourced HR manager. But perhaps what you actually want is not a consultant, you want HR software. You want something where you can store all the documents and know you've got templates um, and you're confident with the rest of yourself. You just want software. There are loads of HR software options in the market. You might want to tap into HR through one of your industry bodies. And I know many industry bodies have HR support built into your subscription with them or some kind of HR documentation solution. So if you're part of an industry body, touch base there. 
And of course, another way and possibly the newest way to get HR support for your business is to join a membership or subscription service. Now, this is very, very new. And if you're thinking of this, I'd love for you to check out Your People Powered Business. We're currently open. Go to yourpeoplepoweredbusiness.com forward slash join. I can say, having worked in this industry for 20 years, this is a new concept and there's very few of us doing this kind of membership subscription where you actually get support and advice from a consultant without having to pay a hefty hourly rate because consulting rates for most HR consultants are several hundred dollars an hour. That's just the market value of that service where when you've got a membership or subscription service, you're tapping into that knowledge on a low monthly basis. And often with these subscription services, these membership programs, you're also getting access to templates and guides and forms perhaps not at the same level as some of the great software providers out there. And this is where a hybrid model might really work for you. So this is all going to depend about where you're at. Some of the benefits of getting external HR support really center around that issue of impartiality that I've already touched upon. Obviously, you're getting the compliance tick. An external HR consultant, if you engage them under the right arrangement, or if you join a membership program where that's part of the program, then you know your compliance side is going to be covered. It's also super efficient. When you've got an internal person, they need to fill out their day. So they may get, you know, sidetracked. They may not be, you know, doing all of the things all of the time. An external consultant that's billing you by the hour is a thousand percent focused and so efficient in the work that they do for you. Um, and then you've got that on tap support as well. So there's lots of different options when you think, okay, I need external support. Do I go straight to a consultant? No, there's heaps of options. So don't feel like that's the only support you've got. The Fair Work website has loads of information. If you've got the time to spend finding it, there's heaps of resources on there and they're totally free. So there are a lot, a lot of options there. So You've got a lot of choices to make when you're looking at getting some HR support in your business. But what I really want you to think, you know, in recapping what we've discussed here today is know why you think you need this help right now. Be really clear about why you want this support, because that's going to help guide you as to what support's actually going to be best for you. It'll help you dictate when you need that support and also what type of support and when. Have really realistic expectations. Don't expect your accountant or your bookkeeper to be your HR expert and don't expect your HR expert to be the one that's going to lead your team when they're remotely and to fix every problem that ever exists. Be realistic about what you're hoping to get out of this engagement and ask questions. Get curious. It's one of my favorite sayings at the moment. Um, Get curious. Ask questions. Do your research. People will be really honest about their experiences and the pros and cons of the different options they've used. Ask your peers ask your networks, get support in your decision-making around it. But absolutely, if you're building a team and building a business, getting HR support at the right time in the right way can be a huge benefit to your business. It might stop issues happening. It might also help you push your business forward faster because you don't have to figure it all out yourself. You've got enough on your plate, let's be honest. You don't want to be learning from scratch about HR compliance. Um, there's a big, uh, there's a saying, I'm just trying to think, I think it might've been Dean Graziosi I first heard this from, and it's cut a check to go faster. Sometimes just like in everything in business, it is better to spend a little bit of money to get you moving further faster. And that goes for every part of business. I'm a huge advocate of that particular philosophy. So that's it for today's episode. I hope that's been helpful in guiding you in terms of when and why and what sort of HR support you may or may 
not want to get in your business and at which stages. Now, just a reminder, doors for your people-powered business, our membership community are currently open uh, as of 24th of March, 2021, and we are closing the doors again at midnight on the 30th of March, midnight Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time or Sydney time. I would love for you to join us. If you'd like to know more, head over to peopleparedbusiness.com.au forward slash join. Thanks so much for joining me here on the podcast today. I hope you have an amazing week and I can't wait to speak to you again next week. Take care.